Sports Talk continues with Jimmy Himes. I'm John Wilkerson. Always a pleasure to be joined by Vince Ferrara to join us. 656-9900-656-9900. Star 990 is free for AT&T and U.S. Cellular customers. The toll-free number, 1-866-656-9900. Vince, uh, just hustling to and fro. You were up in Lexington helping cover that Tennessee football win against the Wildcats and Tonight you're getting ready for Tennessee and Murray State with the the pregame interview for the Vol Network, the halftime stats, and so on with the all coverage and postgame stuff that'll be on 991thesportsanimal.com. But uh, what do you think in terms of just a good start for the Volunteers with a win last week over UNC Asheville? They hope to get to 2-0 tonight. Lady Vols got a big win against Notre Dame on the road. And the Tennessee football team, three straight wins and four of their last five. How about that? Lots lots going on, obviously. Uh, just a quick word on the basketball game for tonight. Biggest thing, most notable thing is John Morant isn't suiting up for the racers. That's a plus. But they still have some players, some double-digit scores from a year ago, a couple two-tree couple, two, pre, two, pre-conference, uh, first-team uh, and uh, uh, preseason selections for uh, for their conference, and uh, so they got some good players there. They'll 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 be, I think, a better test than UNC Asheville was last week. And there's things to work on and things to improve on. I I thought a little little sluggish, a little sloppy at times, but I, I think this is a, a team that you can't judge right now. I think you will see them with as good as this coaching staff is, the kind of coachable players that are brought in, even if they look flawed or. Uh, incomplete right now. I think as the year goes on, that's where you're going to see the the improvement from these players and maybe a better overall team effort. And it may not even end up being this year. I mm-hmm. mean, you, it took some of those really good players that moved on to the NBA multiple years to develop into the the great prospects that they finished off and the great college players that they ended up being. So just be patient. Don't get mad if if it's if it looks sloppy at times. It's still a a new group. Uh, and then as far as the, I'm sorry, you're going to say something, John? No, I was just going to say, you do such a great job of keeping folks up to date with VFLs in the NFL. You also do that with the VFLs in the NBA, but how about that G league debut for one Kyle Alexander, almost a triple double via the blocks. Yeah. Couple, two blocks away <laughs> yeah, from double right. digits. Eight. And it's no surprise that he's having success in the G league. He, he is, the Miami brought him in because he is a talent, and I, I think he's going to to have multiple opportunities like uh, a Jarno Stokes did because uh, he he has the length and athleticism that in today's NBA game, if so, if they can advance what he can do, and enhance those defensive and rebounding skills, but develop his offensive game. Even because he is so young to the game of basketball, you get yourself a guy that will be in the rotation in the NBA. Uh, I think potentially. So we'll see if he ever reaches to that. But NBA NBA coaches are going to feel like an organization. Somebody's going to feel like, hey, we can get to this guy. We can add that, enhance it, and then have ourselves a player. So happy for him. He's a great kid. And um, you know, it. I, I don't know if he's gonna if his schedule will allow him to be in Toronto this Saturday. That'd be pretty cool if he had a chance yeah. to see Tennessee and, and Washington in Toronto. I imagine he'd get a good seat for that one. I think so. Could also take the team with him for Tim Horton's coffee. <laughs> there you go. Uh, you were going to say about the Lady Vols and their win last night. 
eye-opening type of win. Renaya Davis, she's had those performances before where she has big offensive games, but to go with the rebounding and to go with solid defense, playing more under control, 33 points tied her career high, and the 33 points and 10 rebounds in uh, against a ranked team, I think that only, last time it was done was Candace Parker. So that that is that showing out. That's superstar type of numbers. Can she sustain it is the question. But they played much better and more composed on the road at Notre Dame. Yeah, Notre Dame lost a lot from last year. At, uh, all five starters, I believe. But still, that that's still a talented roster, and they played much better. And and I, I Jordan Horston, I, I said it during. You know, McDonald's All American game and during the recruiting process that I uh I thought she was a special talent that could make an immediate impact for this team. And Jimmy, she's on the floor at the end of games. That that tells me an awful lot. She looks good doing it the way she, she handles herself and, and the she, needs to handle the ball she plays. Better. What's that? She needs to handle the ball better. That's true. Yeah, she had eight turnovers last night. That's yeah. true, but I, I think I think in terms of her talent and upside, she's their best option. I think right now, uh, I th- I think she has to be a more integral part of this team now with Zay Green out. Oh yes. So she, so she's got to up her game and 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 provide probably a little bit more of everything: scoring, rebounding, whatever. Right. Assist. Defense. Uh, yeah, defense. Yeah. yeah, I I just thought her ball handling. I, I I wasn't a fan of it last night. I mm-hmm. thought she got out of control with all the turnovers. They had twenty eight turnovers last night. Yeah, they got to correct that. But if they can reduce those, because I love the way they play defense, block shots. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I thought that their uh, rebounding was fantastic. There were a lot of positives to come out of that. The one biggest negative though were those turnovers, and they they've got to be smarter with the ball. Yeah, and look, short shorthanded roster against a quality opponent. I, I still think that's something that you can you can certainly build off of. So I think it's encouraging. Not perfect by any means. Haven't arrived as a top five, top ten team, anything like that. Uh, but uh, but I think that was encouraging what we saw last night. Something Davis said that caught my attention, Vince. Quote: We're taking the defensive end serious this year. At times last year we didn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I put that quote out there. Last night, with the when she sat down with TV, mm-hmm. and she was asked the the question from Andy Landers was, "What's the biggest difference between this year and last year?" And first, she said, "A lot," <laughs> <laughs> and and that that's true, and that probably makes a lot of Lady Vols fans happy that there's a lot of differences. So yeah, and then the the defensive part uh, I think is a big key. So uh, yeah, we can talk about uh, football as well, but. Uh, you know, yeah, that that was very positive for the Lady Vols. Let's get a call from Tony, who joins us. You're on Sports Talk. Hello, Tony. Hey, guys, how you doing? Fine. How are you? Okay. I don't know if you just talked about. It. I hadn't got to listen to a whole lot, but the uh, Penny Hardaway Memphis situation going on with the NCAA. Have you been able to talk about that? Yeah. Yeah. What are you talking about? Has what been discussed. What What specific part of it are you wanting to uh, chat about? Well, I, I hadn't heard, but you know the what I what little I've read, where he has paid the, the player family what I, I think it was eleven thousand five hundred dollars moved to Memphis, and then the NCAA considered him a booster. And from what I've read, him and the Memphis University 
is defying NCAA and is going to play him anyway. Yeah, they got a court order. They played him. They've already def- they've already defied the NCAA. So will they continue to do it? That's going to be interesting to see. Yeah, it, it looks like their plan is to continue to play him. And the NCAA says you do this at your own peril, which means that if indeed it is found that he is ineligible, then they will have to, uh, let's see, uh, vacate any victories that he would be a part of. Not forfeit. They don't do that anymore, but vacate. And if you play a player that they've ruled ineligible and they continue to rule him ineligible, they may slap you with postseason bans, with reduced scholarships, uh, fine. who knows what they're going to do. But they don't take too kindly to you going the direction of a court order to allow a player to play that they've ruled ineligible. And it was about 11 years ago, Vince, that uh, to his credit, Penny gave, what, about a million dollars or so to his university that he attended and played for in Memphis to uh, to build – you know, to add to their facilities. And so he technically is, and that would make him a booster, essentially a BFL, a booster for life. <laughs> Once you've uh, donated something like that, that's something that you are connected with. Now becoming the head coach, it's also something. Um, I just wonder if at any point in time, if the family has paid back the expenses that he helped them relocate, the young man had gone to Ensworth in Nashville for his freshman and sophomore years, then moved to Memphis so this took place a while ago, but I just wonder if the family has paid back or can show that they paid back if this is something that they can work around. And if it was a, originally it was labeled as a loan, yep. if that's the case, then maybe there is money that was paid back. And the NCAA gave Memphis originally the green light on Wiseman. That's true. So is that something that Memphis can hang their hat on and bring to the table? To me, the threat of the NCAA and postseason sanctions and all this other stuff, when someone takes a hardline stance against them, that is rare, if if not uh, unprecedented these days. The NCAA, I, I, I got to see it to believe it that the NCAA would follow through on on over-the-top reactionary punishment because someone doesn't listen to them. The, the schools like UNC and others that are basically uh, telling uh, the NCAA, hey, we're going to lawyer up and you're going to deal with it, they're the ones getting away with stuff these days. Uh, is that across the board? Is that? I didn't hear you. What would you say? What about the TWSAA? Because Penny Hardaway was a high school coach. Right. And, and originally he, uh, Wiseman, well, no, Wiseman and another player were ruled ineligible. And through the court system, they were given a ruling of eligibility. So uh, Wiseman and the player were able to play for Memphis East. So the courts have been friendly. Oh, okay. Gary Parrish, Thank you, Gary Thank Parrish you. with CBS, he wrote that it was, uh, that it was given. It was not a loan mm. on the 11,500. He also said that there was an argument that was put forth by Jeff Calkins, who used to work at the Memphis Commercial Appeal, that if um, Penny Hardaway helped out dozens, if not hundreds, of families over the years, uh, non-athletes and athletes, then they can apply the North Carolina case. The North Carolina had this fraudulent classes that were impermissible, impermissible benefits, but both athletes and non-athletes took them. 
Mm-hmm. So that's going to be uh, possibly one of their arguments. Uh, but as Gary Parrish writes, it's clearly a violation to give a family $11,500 to move. And so uh, it, I'll be curious to see where this goes. Uh, y- y'all said the NCAA had initially said it was okay. They ruled him eligible and then came back and said no. Uh, you said? Yeah, that's what I heard uh, Jay Billis say. Is that all right? I don't know. It's not in Gary Parrish's article at all about this. It just... That was that was some of the back and forth in terms of when this first broke on Twitter. It's like, well, then how did they ever give him the green light to begin with? Well, that gets back to this. When did they know? At what time did they know and all that kind of stuff? You know, when did they find out? I don't know um, all some of those details um, in regard to this. But uh, it's going to be interesting to see what uh, what transpires with this situation with him. We'll get a break. One more segment with Vince Ferrara coming up as you listen to Sports Talk on 99.1, the sports animal. The runaway number one in East Tennessee for sports. We are 99.1, the sports animal. Final segment, hour number two of Sports Talk. With Jimmy Hyams, I'm John Wilkerson. Mark Pankratz joins us next hour as we talk a lot of college hoops. But Vince, uh, so much going on. What will folks find at 991thesportsanimal.com? Yeah, a lot of interviews. We had Rick Barnes on Monday, and we'll have players and Jeremy Pruitt noon tomorrow. And then obviously lots of predictions and uh, and um Blogs, just an, an endless amount of daily information on the Vols, uh, SEC, some NFL predictions, all that kind of fun stuff at uh, 991thesportsanimal.com. Round two of the playoffs. How excited are you to uh, to be on hand for Oak Ridge at West? Very. Two local teams, two teams that are playing great football. West, just an unbelievable year. Their best year since that 2014 state title team. And obviously 5A is loaded with quality teams. So just really good matchup. Two teams in the same region getting after it in the second round. Uh, it should be nice cold football weather on Friday night. And uh, Coach Mahoney is is beside himself, fired up for some playoff football. He's done an awesome job as my analyst uh, this year, and we'll continue the ride through the playoffs. Yeah, certainly appreciate Coach Mahoney's patience and just putting up with you. <laughs> yeah, no <laughs> doubt. <laughs> and then, uh, how do you see tonight's ball game? I, I want more so. I think to see win, but I think more so it's you want to see them be better on the glass. You want to see them play clean. And then obviously the veterans, Bowden and Turner, want to see them get their guys involved, get them paint touches to some of those young guys that need to work on their post offense and not turn the ball over, which is something that has irked uh, Rick Barnes, the exhibition game and that first regular season game. Uh, so we'll we'll see if that changes tonight. And then Tennessee football on open date this week. Two mm-hmm. big opportunities, uh, road trip to Missouri and then home against Vanderbilt to close it out. What should be at the top of the to-do list this week for Tennessee football? Well, decide, to me, decide on what they're going to do at quarterback. And we know that Garantano is the the quarterback that's playing the best right now. How do you handle that? Do you start him and change the the run of the, of comfort that he's had and coming off the bench? Or... Do you leave it that way and give somebody a couple of series, a couple two tree series, and then let Garantino uh, come in and close the game out? 
I think it's interesting on on how Jeremy Pruitt will handle that. And I think the other thing is health, especially on that offensive line. If you can get your best five healthy and make a decision on that, I think you can be even better uh, in uh, on that offensive line. They got to run the ball better. So especially if it's super cold, you may be limited. Who knows in the passing game? At some point, they're going to have to run the football. So I, I would put quarterback health running game as the top three things that they need to accomplish here in the open week. So there's Vince's views, which is your blog, mm-hmm. and then there's Vincenzo's views, right? Which That's is- right. Uh, interviews uh, that we put on the podcast, and there's always a podcast on of our uh, KOC Game of the Week, high school football commercial free, so you can go back and listen to uh, the games and uh, and our uh, our play by play call each week. Vince, sure do appreciate it. We'll talk to you later tonight. All right, sounds good. Thanks, guys. That's Vince Ferrari.